Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit takes us to the manger once again to show us our Savior is the uh, reading from Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. It's the second lesson printed on the back of the service folder. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit that calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. My stomach hurts, little Manuel thought as he shivered under the dark sky. He had not had a decent meal since both his parents were taken in the earthquake on January 12th. At first, rummaging through the rubble and then wandering through the tent cities, he ate what he could. What do you think would take him first? Hunger? Neglect? Cholera? So alone. So helpless. But how do you think his life would change if that Haitian orphan was adopted? Let's say if a good American family welcomed him into their home, fed him, clothed him, loved him, cared for him. How would his outlook and his hope for the future change? He would be a whole new person now, wouldn't he? Well, you, dear friends, you have been adopted by someone far, far greater than a good American family. You have been adopted out of a condition far, far worse than even what an orphan in Haiti experienced after the earthquake. And as expensive and complicated as an international adoption can be, the cost of your adoption was much, much more. For you have been redeemed by God the Son, who gave himself as the ransom price. You have been redeemed by God the Son. So that whether you are male or female, whether man, woman, or child, you have been redeemed by the Son to be sons. That's the theme here this morning. And now if you think back to little Manuel there and picture him in a good American home just Think of all the blessings he would enjoy with the warm meals and soft bed and loving family. Well, through faith in Jesus, as God's adopted children, you have much, much greater blessings. For you see, as God's children through faith in Jesus, we have the Almighty as our own dear Father 
So rejoice in your Father's plan. Call out by your Father's Spirit and anticipate your Father's inheritance. Those are the three parts today as we cherish the message, the good news that we have been redeemed by the Son to be sons. When the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law. Yes, the Father had a plan, didn't He? And as soon as Adam and Eve fell into sin, He began to make that plan known. You heard it in Genesis chapter 3 as He promised that the offspring of the woman would crush Satan's head. But that did not happen right away. Years, centuries, Thousands of years, millenniums passed. But it wasn't that God had forgotten his plan or was having trouble putting it into action. No, he was working his plan, making more of the details known through his prophets, preparing the world for his son. As the years went by, he revealed that that Savior, that serpent crusher, would come from the seed of Abraham, He would rise like a star out of Jacob. He would be the lion coming from Judah. He would come from the house and lineage of King David. He would be the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. He would be born of a virgin in the town of Bethlehem. God was working His plan. And He was also preparing this world Yes, even though the world itself was in rebellion against him, he was preparing things so that at the right time, at the fullness of time, he would send his son. Even a heathen emperor named Caesar Augustus, who thought that he ruled the world, was simply carrying out the Father's plan as he issued that decree. So that that newlywed couple in Nazareth of Galilee traveled down to Bethlehem. The prophecies were fulfilled. But why? Why did the Father have this plan? Why did He send His Son? Well, as the Scriptures clearly say here, to redeem you, dear friends, to redeem you and me, to redeem us sinners. Yes, enslaved by our own sin. We did not have the power to set ourselves free. We didn't even have the will to do it. For you see, we were so blinded by sin that our will loved the short-term pleasures sin promised. And the price for our redemption was so high that we could never have paid it, even if we had wanted to. So the Father's plan sent His Son to redeem sinners. And at what price? Well, not with gold or silver, but with His holy, precious blood, the blood of God the Son. So He came as one of us, born of a woman, born as flesh and blood, born of the Virgin. We talked about this last Sunday as we looked at that name Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh, born of the Virgin so that he could pay that price to redeem you and me. He ransomed us, dear friends, by taking our place. 
taking our place under the law. For as it says here, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law. As God, He was certainly above the law. But you and I, as creatures, we are by nature under the law. And yet, what have we done? We've broken the law, haven't we? We were lawbreakers, sinners, rebels. And so the law condemns you and me. The law sentences us to death and hell. But God's plan, our Father's plan, sent His Son to take our place under the law. He kept that law perfectly. And what is more, though He is innocent, He had our sins, our lawlessness counted against Him so that His death counts as our punishment. We talked about that on Christmas Eve, didn't we? As we saw the Christ's cross in the Christmas tree, remembering Him who is our life and our light. And so today, as we remember why God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, we can rejoice. We can rejoice that We have been redeemed by the Son to be sons. We can rejoice in God's plan, our Father's plan for us. He put that plan into action as Mary conceived the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit and gave birth to Him in Bethlehem and laid Him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there again, don't think that God made a mistake that, well, He had his all plans made, yet, well, he forgot to have enough room for them. No, that too was part of God's plan. Our Father's plan works out every detail, even being laid in a manger for his son. He put that plan into action, that plan that had been revealed to the prophets that he had prepared the world for. He put that plan into action. What a reason for us to rejoice. For he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, so that through Jesus, through faith in him, we have the full rights of sons. We have adoption into the Father's family. He carried out that plan, dear friends. Well, you and I, well, we were still slaves to sin in rebellion against him. If he did that, or since he did that, well, we were still his enemies how much more won't he be working his plan for you who are his own dear child through faith in Jesus Christ? For you see, though we are sinners, yet as we look to Jesus, as we follow Jesus in faith, we are clothed with Jesus. That's why the Holy Spirit led Paul to write that word sons here and not simply children. He wanted us to realize that God has clothed us with Jesus so that when he looks at you and me who believe in Jesus, he no longer sees our sins, but he sees his son, Jesus Christ, and therefore he calls you his sons, whether you are uh, male or female. Paul made that clear a little bit earlier in the text in Galatians 3 when he writes, You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. 
There is no more, there, there is neither Greek nor Jew, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And that too, dear friends, that too was part of God's plan part of our Heavenly Father's plan, not only to send His Son to redeem us, but also to bring you into His family by adopting you through the water and word of baptism so that those full rights of sons became your own. Yes, as you kneel at the manger, rejoice at your Father's plan that has worked out your salvation from beginning to end, sending His Son to redeem you, bringing you to faith, now keeping you in that faith as you listen to his word and as you believe his message and follow him in your life. Rejoice. And even as you look at your lives or even at times as you struggle and wonder how could God have a plan for me when my life seems to be in such a mess, remember, and rejoice in how our Father's plan works in ways we, we can't even imagine. Who would have imagined that that little baby lying in such a lowly condition of an animal's feeding trough was God over all? But that was the Father's plan. And so even though at times our life might seem a pile of rubble left from an earthquake, yet continue on in faith, trusting your Heavenly Father. Rejoice in his plan for you. For you have been redeemed by the Son to be sons. And yet how often yet, as we go through this life, we realize that our life on earth is not easy. Even as a child of the Almighty, we have our, our, our struggles. We struggle with our fears and doubts our weaknesses and failures. And so to, to strengthen us here, our Father not only tells us that, that He is working His plan, but He also has sent the Holy Spirit into our hearts. As Paul writes here, because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. Through God's word and sacraments, the Holy Spirit testifies to you that Jesus has redeemed you, paid the price so that you belong to Him. Through the Word and sacraments, the Holy Spirit works that faith in you so that you, so that you are part of God's family, clothed with Jesus, an adopted Son. Through the Word and sacrament, the Holy Spirit leads you and me to call out to the mighty God as his own dear children, calling out to their true Father. What a wonder that is, isn't it? That we can call out to the Almighty and address him, Abba, which is Aramaic for Father, like a little child crawling up on his daddy's lap so we can go to our Heavenly Father in prayer as his own dear children. For he has given us his Holy Spirit, the Spirit of his Son, Jesus Christ, who lives in us through his word and sacraments. What a wonder. We who were born as slaves, who hated God, 
now are his dearly loved children through faith in Jesus Christ. What a blessing. What a blessing our adoption has brought to you and me. So when life seems so hard and God's plan seems so distant, call out, Abba, Father. Even if you don't know what words to say, go to your heavenly Father for the Holy Spirit prays within you with groans that words cannot express. And your heavenly Father certainly hears you and he answers with his best and kindest for he is your own dear Father through Jesus Christ. He has given us his Son. Will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So call out. Call out by your Father's Spirit. And finally here, as we look at these blessings we have as adopted children of God, that we have our Heavenly Father working His plan for us, that we have His Spirit calling out within us, you also look ahead to that inheritance, our Father's inheritance. Anticipate your Father's inheritance. That's another reason why the Apostle calls all of us, male and female, sons of God. For you see, throughout much of history, only the sons could inherit, the daughters couldn't. And the Apostle and the Holy Spirit wants to make it clear here that all of us, through faith in Jesus, all of us who are believers trusting in Jesus, are heirs. We have an inheritance waiting for us. You are no longer a slave to sin, for you have been redeemed. You have been set free. You haven't simply been raised from the status of a slave to a servant, You haven't been freed like the slaves in the Old South who then had to fend for themselves, scratching a living out of the dry dust. No, you have been freed. You have been redeemed by the Son to be sons, members of God's family, and therefore heirs, heirs of everlasting life. So you are no longer a slave but a son, and since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Anticipate your Father's inheritance in heaven. Don't abandon it. Don't leave it behind by by turning away from the Son and following your own path back into the slavery of sin. No, follow Jesus. Live for Him in your life with your eyes set on that inheritance ahead of you so that no matter what we might struggle with or lack in this life, we know we have the riches of heaven in front of us waiting for you who believe an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Anticipate that inheritance as you receive Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper. As you receive it, not only look back to the body that was laid in the manger and to the blood that stained the cross for you, but look ahead to the heavenly feast, the heavenly wedding banquet, where you will eat that meal anew with the Son, Jesus Christ. For you have been redeemed by the Son to be sons. Anticipate your Father's inheritance. Adoption into a good home is indeed a wonderful thing in this earthly life, but it can never compare to our adoption into God's family. 
ponder those blessings this Christmas season. Rejoice in your Father's plan. Call out by your Father's Spirit and anticipate your Father's inheritance. For you have been redeemed by the Son to be sons. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.